yeah, as I, as I was saying before, this is going to be a very important session. Uh, you guys have just won your game of fa- fact or opinion or, or truth or truth or opinion, <laughs> truth or opinion, and mm. you, you, your prize is the ability to have a long talk with a fifth dimensional being who can see all of your time at once. So they have these lovely uh, curtains that they're line all the walls and Op and Poe part these curtains and they're like, congratulations, you guys win a free session with this fifth dimensional being that doesn't have a name. Let's <laughs> yes, Akka. Yes, Op and Poe spell poop. There you go. Amazing. I'm so proud of you. Really mature naming. Really mature naming here, folks. As We're all I, adults here. As I try to name this other creature. Uh, soup. Soup? No. <laughs> uh, I guess Abby does say, uh, is it going to care what we call it if it doesn't have a name? Hmm. Let's just call it Carl. <laughs> I was thinking fiber, but I guess we could use Carl too. It re- it likes to be called Great One. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't want to piss off the five-dimensional being who could probably kill me with a thought, so we'll just go with that. I mean, if he has that kind of power, then being called the Great One isn't like far out of the field. All right. Um, these curtains part and you get ushered into a room. Um, the walls are completely pitch black and slowly a form, a figure is revealed in front of you. It is a creature that doesn't seem like any other creature you've seen before. It, it kind of like your first impression of it seems to be like a tree with like a rope around it, but it's much more complicated than that as you sort of comprehend it. Um, these this tree like thing has branches that branch out everywhere around it, and there's like hanging um, crystalline like things that are hanging off of each of these branches. And there's this huge snake-like thing wrapped around it that doesn't seem to have an end or a beginning. And it's just this gigantic, like, coil around this entire tree in this, like, ribbon-like pattern of um, all just everywhere. Uh, It seems to have, like, a texture of, like, white marble that's somewhat translucent. And behind it, there is a huge fan-like, of peacock kind of feather look, but um, they all look like individual eyes and leaves that have dangling crystals in the middle of their eyes. Each of the prongs of its tree-like structure start vibrating like tuning forks, and the ribbon-like, snake-like form starts rubbing against itself and causing sounds that are similar to a violin humming and the crystalline droplets coming from the tree and like the leaf-like fan tail behind it start shaking a little bit making sweet tinging noises like little bells and it sounds kind of like an orchestra uh, preparing for a concert like that kind of tuning sound and slowly a voice starts to come into focus Welcome. I am a great one. What do you wish to ask of me? Uh, well, great one? I guess I uh, to get started, um, you know of the cheese eaters, as some call them, I'm sure. Um, and we know that they are coming here. How long do we have? You have approximately a day and a half before they arrive. A day and a half of your time. A day and a half, okay. Um, she gives you the exact number. Um, okay, so it's probably like X, X hours, X minutes, X seconds? Yeah. 
Okay, so we know to the second when they're going to arrive. Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit of the nature of time before you start asking me questions. As I reveal future events on your current path, your path then changes based on your decisions that have changed based on new information. Things that are out of your control will have a definite time, such as these cheese eaters that you have decided to call them in their arrival. But there are many other things that I see in your current path. Well, like what? Well, would you like me to reveal what will happen? Is it gonna make that permanent then? No. If you tell us, then yeah, I guess so. I kind of look at the other two for confirmation if they're okay with it. most just nods and is ready to listen. Okay. Following the events that are going to take place here, if you were to ask me no further questions, you would leave this area. A one named Abaddon will attempt to speak with you, Abby, and they will ask you if you could come with them for a private talk. Following that, they will poison you and kidnap you, bring you back to their home, and Following that event, the other two beside you right now, Luthmos and Foxfire, will attempt to try to rescue you. They will try to locate someone who could pass through the plains to find you and come across a one called Aaron, who will attempt to rescue you, but in the process, you will encounter another one a lizard folk that you had met a while back who will also attempt to try to help you, but... Uh, at this point, I need to know if you guys would actually um, come with the lizard guy, like, with no prior knowledge of anything. Because some of this is going to be like, well, I can make some good assumptions, but I wouldn't actually know. Uh, I mean, if we're sure that he's helping. I think I think in the the probably the answer would be in the affirmative if he seems at all like he's going to genuinely help them try yeah. to rescue Abby, I would assume. Yeah. E. And upon following this lizard creature, you would also get kidnapped by a one called Tiberius Rothsgate. I see. And what then after after the two of them get kidnapped? Well, then in a couple of hours, the cheese eaters come and they start devouring any inorganic material in the area. And once that hits the power generators of the festival, and once it starts destroying structures, kind of the whole place kind of crumples in on itself. And then the two stars collide together and rip everything apart and all life is extinguished in the universe. And then a couple of million, billion, trillion years pass, and then the universe collapses, and such is the nature of the universe. So if we continue as we are right now, it's almost certain that everyone will die. Yes. Well, that doesn't sound ideal. Not really the way you want to go. No, but due to the fact that you now know this information, I see that the path is now one of... You refuse the offer by your dad, Abby. You then also refuse the offer by that lizard folk. There are quite a few scuffles, uh, but you are able to make it back to the ship without being captured. Back to your ship, I should be more specific. You start to reveal the information that you have received by me. And a one called Idru starts to make preparations for a battle. And a one called Owaz is informed of this as well. They start preparing for a battle. And then in the coming day, there the cheese eaters come. And there is a battle that ensues. And during this time, a, a one that is named and then like they say a name and you like can't hear it confronts Idru they have um 
an altercation and they are killed and everyone on that ship is killed and in a way killed from your perspective but the cheese eaters are destroyed the festival continues and life goes on in the universe albeit with uh, less material than would be favorable see and what happens when Idru dies we know that she has some kind of connection to the plane of pink and things can escape from her some somehow does that stop when she dies or does it keep doing that hmm, i'm not really sure what you mean by her connection i i cannot explain why's i can only explain wins obviously and also what occurs. I can only show you and tell you what the current path is. I can't tell you diverging paths or what the correct path is or interlocking Uh, connections between things. But I can tell you that after that event, there are still these creatures that show up every now and then. I see. In as great numbers or? Yes. So that won't stop them. Hmm. Let's see. Is there any way to defeat we we can't really hear his name. The one that kills Idru. Is there any way to defeat him? I do not know the answer to that, but I can see that you are constantly thinking of different strategies right now and choosing different strategies, but I can tell you that that's not going to work and also that one won't work. That one you're thinking of is not working either, and neither is that one. Neither is that one either. Uh, Well, okay, then if you can see all these ones that fail, can you find one that succeeds? Or is it all dependent on what we think of? It's all dependent on what you think of. I can only see your current path. I see. The future is written by your decisions in the present. I can't decide for you these things. I can't choose the best path for you. You are the ones that have to make the decision. The information that you have right now Hmm. make the most informed decision that you can and then move on from there. I can only tell you what will happen. From my perspective I do not care what happens. Your existence, your life is not so important in the grand scheme of the universe from my perspective, but I can understand that you value it, and therefore I will be sure to note whenever the value of your life um, becomes, well, at risk. Um, what happens if we manage to stop Idru's, um attacker? Well, if you try to stop the attacker, that's one of the ideas that you've been bouncing around in your head. Upon trying to stop the attacker with force, you get stopped by their magic, and you die. Does that extra time afford us anything? Is the outcome different? I'm not sure what you mean by that, but... If we try to distract this guy by force or whichever... Is there any path where Idru lives rather than dies? Again, I cannot tell you a correct path, but why don't we run through the scenario? That might be easier. The way I see, I am seeing it right now. You come to Idru and you explain these, this situation. She starts making preparations and she uh, buys equipment and weapons for the fight that's about to ensue on her ship. It happens, and you, after talking with me for a bit, uh, you are able to locate the exact location where he shows up. You, You all jump him, and you manage to get some, not really hits, actually. You seems that you aren't able to really hit him, and he starts killing instantly. I guess you can't really tell us what the sky's weaknesses are either, can you? No, but you could start trying. What do you mean by that? Well, tell me what your plans are, 
and I will tell you if they succeed or fail. Um, from what we know from this guy is that he gets his powers from the artifacts he collects. So if we somehow manage to take away those artifacts, then he will become less powerful. Well, I suppose, yes. It's more that I, 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 am, I am not someone who is well-versed on your universe's artifacts. Again, I, I really only know so much. I know a lot. But from my perspective, I know so little. That's fair. Um, I hold up the... What do you think? Um, I guess I hold up the, the, the um, book cover. Would using this in some way make it able to hit him or do any damage? Say if I wrap my fist around it and punch him, could I... Would that do anything? Upon wrapping your fist with that binding, you would be able to hit him. But it doesn't do a lot of damage, but it does something. What's a start? Hmm. Uh, the, it was the coin, right? Mm-hmm. You had a coin. Yeah, the book, the coin, and the book cover. Couldn't we some... We should probably figure out how to utilize those. Because that the binding did something, so the coin in the book should as well. What if he managed to? What if the coin puts uh, the puts us in this guy's, you know, past or dreamland? I don't know. I know it happens only when we go into the plane of pink, but this guy is pretty different. So who knows what might happen? I cannot see that from your current path. H how are you attempting to do this? Wait, what if we uh, entered Idris' memories and tried to do something that way? Uh, again, you're going to have to tell me how. Um, what if we Just... leave to go to the plane of pink and use the coin to enter Idris' memories? Hmm. If you were to attempt to do that, it doesn't seem to work. Mm -hmm. It seems that your Is attempts that to use that magic are because you don't understand it, and after telling you that, you try to understand it better before attempting that, and then after learning what you know then, um, you're unable to enter this Idru's dream because they cannot dream. Because they can't fall asleep. Well, no matter what she does, she can't fall asleep. So I guess that avenue's out. Is there any... Wait. Hmm. There are high-level wizards here, right? Yes, and given the current path, there are some things that happen. Why can't... Um, are, are any of the wizards high enough to cast... Oh, what's it called? Um, wish, I think is... Can they make wishes come true? Hmm. Upon attempting to try to ask any of these high-level spellcasters for wish spells, they either outright refuse, and then after learning that, you start making attempts to desperately get wish spells from them, and they reveal that they have already tried such things, but some other strange magic is apparently causing things to not work out right. They, um, the wish spell that you're describing is not powerful enough to heal the universe. Well, maybe I'm not trying to just wish to heal the universe. What if we ask one of them, would a wish be able to put Idra to sleep? And make her dream again? Heal whatever is causing her to not be able to do that? Upon attempting such a wish spell, with what knowledge you have and what resources you have to do so, I drew perishes. Oh. She so just outright dies if I wish for her to fall asleep? That seems I mean, to be the case. I can't tell you why, but... I mean, that, that that's one way to go to sleep, but that's not the way we wanted to go. What if... We have high-level magic users here. What if we could revive her? I mean, yes. the same wizard should be able to cast something like Raise Dead. Could could they, could, if she was brought back to life after dying, could she then sleep? No. I, 
I... The wizard seems to be very uncool with all this. Uh, after explaining that whole situation to the wizard, they, they actually attempt it, but the same thing happens. I drew suffers a second death, as it were. Hey, welcome to episode 35 of Chronicles of Starlight. Uh, biggest announcement is that my Patreon, patreon.com slash has been updated with a bunch of new rewards for all the tiers. Uh, I know this podcast is heading into its final episodes right now, so it might seem weird to just support it, like, right now. Like, just to get your name shouted out at, like, the very end, with, like, six episodes left. But I'm planning on maybe continuing podcasting after I'm done with Chronicles of Starlight. Um, I'm looking at my podcasting host and it's like, uh, I can't make a whole new channel or feed or whatever. It's essentially the account that you subscribe to in order to get like the feed for this particular podcast. So that means that I'm going to be using the same Chronicles of Starlight account for this new podcast. Um... I think it's just gonna be end up looking weird in the end, where like the whole podcast changes, the title and like the icon and like the description and stuff. Uh, but I'm not made of money, and new channels cost money. Turns out. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So this new podcast, uh, I'm still working out uh how it's gonna work. First off, um. If I really end up doing a podcast post Chronicles of Starlight, it'll be like same general setting and mood, like a fantasy, uh, sci-fi adventure, storytelling, sort of um, essentially like an audiobook with just one voice actor, which is me. Yeah, I've been looking at like podcasting articles and like here's here's a fifty page guide on everything you need to know about starting a podcast. First things first, get seventy five thousand dollars to start hiring people and paying your artists. Like, what? 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 People are people think podcasting makes money. People are investing seventy five thousand dollars minimum to do podcasting. I am one person. And I don't make $75,000 in, like, uh, three years? Three years of working, I would probably be able to make $75,000 before taxes and rent. What the fuck? Anyways, what this means is that the quality of this current podcast and possible future podcasts will not be as great as the uh, Magnus Archives or Sawbones, uh, like the two main podcasts I listen to. Working through that Sabo's backlog for years now. In any case, I want you to keep that in mind as I continue to create this audio amateur piece you're listening to right now. Because for this future possible podcast, I'll be the only one talking. It sucks, but if you don't have like a theatrical audio junkie sort of friend, you're just not going to produce quality content. Which is my situation. Either make friends with voice actors, or make your friends into voice actors. Which is both terrible and skeezy, and that's not how I want to do things. So the logistics of using one voice actor is something I'm still working on. And the whole structure of the plot is also something I'm working on. But I actually have high hopes for this new project. I'm not expecting anything grand. But the story I have in mind is something I believe is really fun. And it comes from a place of love. So I hope to be able to share it eventually. But this current podcast you're listening to also has a lot of love in it. Yeah, don't think I'm forgetting about this podcast just yet. All right? Things are getting juicy. Finally getting to the ramping of action that I've been mentioning a couple of episodes back. Also, I need to invest in a live audio modulation program. Because singling out my audio, cutting it out, and then putting a reverb on it was a nightmare. And I hated it. And also, for some reason, Emily's audio is slowed down towards the end. Uh, causing her to sound a little uh, lower pitched and a little bit slower. It's not too noticeable. I doubt you would have noticed it until I told you, but I'm just being open and honest and 
yeah I, I i know that sounds weird and god yeah um also i figured out how to put dynamic ads into the podcast so that's um i'm wanting i'm, I'm going to start doing that now which is going to be really weird for people listening from like uh episode one and then be like where, where, there's there's ads in the middle of my episodes and then suddenly episode 35 it's like here's your explanation <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's the announcements. Um, God, fucking long ones and all that. But make sure to support the podcast by rating us on iTunes and tell people about the podcast. For a small team like mine, uh, word of mouth is the best way for this audience to grow. All of my socials are Chibi Cheese Buff. That's my Twitter. That's my Tumblr. That's my YouTube. That's my Twitch. That's also my Patreon. Supporting me on Patreon allows you to access behind the scenes on my upcoming projects monthly sketches, uh, discounts on commissions, and music I've made on all the episodes, and even some of my older stuff on YouTube, and a bunch of other smaller things. Anyways, I think I've spoken enough. I'm gonna let you get back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. God damn it. Um, okay, so that, that's not gonna work at all. Great. Um, okay, going back to the cover plan. Um, so we know that if we, if I wrap my fist around the cover, I'd be able to, to deal damage to this dude. Would that work also if we say wrapped it around a weapon or a magic wand or anything like that? It would, but it wouldn't wrap its magic around any spells that are cast through that foci. So we can just blow this guy up with a giant fireball. Damn it. So much for magic. Darn. Dang it. What if the key to defeating this guy is using magic hand? <laughs> I refuse. Okay. What if I learned mage hand? Upon learning mage hand and using it in battle, you goof around a bunch and it, it it's of no consequence. It the the end result is the same. Oh, thank God. Uh, hmm. <sighs> Out of character for a moment. I'm now thinking of ways to creatively use this cover, um, but most of them are extremely unethical. Mm. So, what so if I don't know the, if my. What if you use the cover to just fucking choke the guy? <laughs> I mean, there's that. What I was going to suggest was something along the lines of the Tumblr super brain hemorrhage post and have a wizard teleport this cover like into this guy's heart or skull and kill him that way. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Upon attempting to do such a thing, it seems that the cover itself, its properties, don't allow it to be used with magic. It seems that every time you attempt to use magic on it, it's immune to it. Damn it. Uh, is this guy, does he uh, feel the effects of my orb? I, I am assuming you mean that uh, confusion orb. Yes. He, he seems to feel the physical effects of it, but as you attempt to do more and more crazy things and more crazy things with it. it it doesn't seem to do enough damage it, it it doesn't cause the confusion that everyone else is experiencing around this thing this the one who kills i drew i i will call them that so if i smash it on him yes and that was one of he the, won't die he does not damn everything around him shatters though it Leaves a big hole in the ship, and Idru is very upset by this. Wait, if it, so, or, if it leaves if if it leaves a hole in the ship, when like we all get sucked out into space? Well, we're not in space right now. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, you you guys are in a, like a contained environment. Well, let's take it out, lure him into. Pretty the sure ship. that we're in space. What Akka is suggesting is that we, or Foxfire is suggesting, is that we take the ship into space, I guess, like, lure this guy out, since he's probably geared up to kill Idru more than anybody else. 
uh, and explode the orb over in space and suck him out through the hole. But my retort to that is he, this guy probably can breathe in space. Yes, seems that he has preparations for no oxygen environments. He can probably teleport out of it as well or like make some sort of portal for himself. Yes, shortly after that attempt, he makes a portal for himself and washes his hands of the whole situation, seeing as everyone is now dead. Okay, okay. Uh, What's the... Hmm. There must be some really powerful weapons here. Does the effects of the book cover extend to ranged weapons, I wonder? Like, if I wrapped... If I put the cover on top of one of the guns on one of these ships and I shot the gun. Is that still... No. <sighs> Seems in your attempts to find the effects in your current path, you see that the cover does not uh, extend to projectiles unless those projectiles themselves were wrapped in that cover. God damn it. I'm so bad at this. Um... Can we just call him names? Does that do anything? Attempting to talk to him actually extends your time, but, I mean, the end result is the same. <laughs> and we, we can't convince him to not kill Idru then. Well, you haven't told me what you're going to tell him. Uh, well, I don't really know much about this guy or his history with Idru, so I, I don't really know what I'd say other than don't kill someone, that, don't wipe out the universe. That doesn't work. Of course it doesn't. What about goal seduction? <laughs> no. Uh, he... There are several ways that that goes, actually. Let's see. You first try to seduce him. He's actually interested. And then after realizing that he would be interested in you, you start to get a little awkward. And then as soon as you're getting awkward with him, he starts to realize, oh, perhaps you know more. Oh, do you know more? And then you're like, yes, I do know more. And then he's like, oh, why don't you tell me more? It doesn't end well, actually. No. What if, what if we just, what if I just took one for the team and just go all the way through with the seduction, <laughs> be like very interested? He seems to see through your idea and, well, he can't say he's not interested, but he also... Still, the, the the result is the same, but at least you get some booty out of it. Oh, fuck. I wouldn't die a virgin. Here lies Luthmus. He never scored. Okay, so... Convincing him not to kill Idru won't work. Seduction won't work. What if telling what? him that killing Idru won't actually save the universe? It seems that this guy, what did you guys want to call him? Bitch. Uh, uh, Carl. I don't know. Uh, Idru's brother. Idru's brother. All right. It seems that Idru's brother is hellbent on destruction at this point. I'm seeing his path, his past right now, and... At a certain point, he, his, he doesn't seem reasonable anymore. It seems that any attempts to talk with him, um, as you're constantly thinking of ways to confront this guy and make attempts to reason with him about the destruction of the universe, it seems that none of those attempts succeed. What if we somehow managed to get the guy from Second Earth involved? He got some stuff. He probably knows a few things. Well, upon attempting to talk to the lizard person who has a connection to that Tiberius Rothsgate, you... Oh, well, you die. Oh, dear. Let's not do that, that then. What, if, what about Abaddon? It's probably not going to work. My dad wants everyone to be in hell, so yes, um, everyone dying is in his favor. Yes, um, attempting your attempt to talk with Abaddon and have him rescue you 
results in all three of you going to hell. Also not the very ideal place to be. No, but like, do we save the universe? From my perspective, saving the universe is a strange thing. The universe has always been just the universe. There's always been an end point of the universe, and that was its eventual collapse. And okay. that will continue to be the same, but I understand that your values of life and what and all that, and no. The lives of the festival goers here at the ICUP will not be saved if you all three go to hell. So don't go to hell. Hmm. I feel like we're just not smart enough to save the universe. Um, what if we... Is it two stars? Or is it just one star? It's a binary star system of neutron stars that are going to collide and make a cool supernova. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Can we use those? Uh, how? Well... Throw them into one? Well, no, 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 no. Uh, well, oh, shit, I can't talk out of... I can't talk out of Foxfire's character. Because, personally, me, I know that when two neutron stars collide, they create a supernova, and then they create a black hole. So, I'm thinking we could stall him until that happens and, like, yeet, yeet him into the black hole. You you would know that there would be a huge explosion, and Foxfire would probably be like, fire? Huge explosion? Yes. Big fireball. Yeah. Yes. How, how are you attempting to yeet this Iju's brother into these suns? What is your plan on that? I guess someone have to sacrifice themselves. There's not really any way to tie him down to something otherwise, I guess. Yeah, um, I suppose that the... Unless... That quote, maybe, unquote, hmm? Hmm, No, that would I never work. Uh, I suppose that if we want this to happen, then maybe we have to get him on the ship and keep him busy long enough that the ship can fly into it with him on board but then yeah we, we have to make some sacrifices that works in a way for your for your goal to be that i drew's brother dies that is a way for him to die if you were to drive him into the sun and you're Attempts at stalling him long enough seem to work, but your ultimate goal is still doesn't work. The cheesies are still exist. Shit. So even if we destroy the Nautilus and we kill Idris' brother, the cheese eaters continue to exist. I mean, I guess they would continue to exist because they'd be here. But couldn't we use the supernova somehow to wipe them out as well? Well, the supernova does wipe out some in the vicinity, but they don't. They exist in the universe still, and they continue to consume all matter in their path. Is there a way that we can lure them into the nova? All of them? I don't know how. This just seems really hopeless. Got a big juicy non-organic snack. I mean, we'd probably have to do the same scenario as we proposed with Idris brother, but then lure the cheese eaters. Is there something that maybe calls to them, that compels them to follow whatever it is? I do not know. You, you would have to have one and then attempt to figure out more about it. And then I can tell you the results of that. Back to Tiberius Rothgate. If I could make a suggestion, after learning about these attempts, it seems the crux of all of this is Idru's brother. This fellow seems to have a great deal of magical power, and death seems to follow him wherever he goes, and so his removal would be ideal for your universe to prosper. Uh, have you 
attempted time travel. We've been told by other entities that time travel doesn't work. So that option is completely out. I suppose from your perspective, time travel doesn't work. So I mean, sure, I'd love to go back into this guy's childhood and just murder him on the spot or whatever, but that's not possible. It's, and she does say it in that mocking tone, thinking about the gynosphinx. From your perspective, moving in a th third dimensional environment, going backwards in time also means moving backwards in space. It, it means that any information that you've gathered in the future is gone. It's like unwinding a, a rope from your perspective. As you wind back the rope, it doesn't have the tension of it that it did in the future. You don't know the information you have in the future. You are right back where you were. Um, what if you wrote notes, like wrote down the entire plan and events and kept it with us? Well, that information is erased as you go back in time, and then you go forward in time and you write it down again. It's... So what was the point of telling us this? We can't use it. Well, from my perspective, I can... I, I see that time changes as you gain more information in the past. From your past perspective. It, your current present past. It's, do you have any ability to, to keep something safe from that effect of time reversal from the third dimension? Yeah. The wrap. Uh, yeah. cover, maybe? Perhaps that is the key? But we don't have a way to go back in time. And even if we did go back in time, how would we know where to go? How would we be able to get there if we have no way to travel in space? Because if we go back in time to before this all started happening, we'd be back on Earth. And Earth doesn't have spaceships. We can't put a whole spaceship in one of these book covers. Oh, boy. This is basically the entire puzzle of the entire campaign laid out in front of you right now. So if this is we a have hard... To figure out how to... So we have to go out and basically figure out how to kill Space Hitler. Cool. Okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, the problem is we don't really have the means to do that. We can't bring a spaceship back. We can bring, you know, a note back telling us what to do and who exactly to kill and maybe even the coordinates of where to go, but that doesn't solve the spaceship problem. And I don't think teleport can ever get us that far. And we need to be able to convince a wizard to teleport us back. Time travel for me is very easy, but you would have to find another fifth dimensional being of sorts, of someone who has that sort of knowledge and reality-bending abilities to do so, and I do not know where another one would be. I... I cannot <laughs> transport you back to your pasts. Great. I I am sorry. Do you even do you know if one even exists? I am certain that there are others like me in your current dimension. Well, in the third dimension. Do you know where they like to hang out? <sighs> if I had to guess, and I am guessing, some of the abilities that I am seeing from Idru's brother seem to originate from a fifth dimensional being. So some of these time-space warping abilities that, that, that Idru's brother possesses seem to come from that. So did he, like, kill them? I... And, like, absorb their power? I don't think you could kill one of us, honestly. I would think it would need to be gifted. Yeah, he probably made a pact. Which, let's see. What if you made a pact with you, the great one? Is that possible? A, a pact? Basically, we're asking to become a warlock, but... I do not possess reality-bending, warping abilities that this other one possesses. Honestly, I'm here because I lost a bet, but, um... That's an entire other story of time fuckery. How did you lose a bet? 
that you can <laughs> see all time. Don't think yeah. about it too hard. Things get real fucky in the seventh dimension. Okay, um, I'm thinking. So, I'm trying to remember out of character, um, do we know if Idru's society was technologically advanced enough to have space travel? Uh, I think it was. Yes, Idru has been dropping hints that she's pretty scientifically smart, um, and that would only have um, been possible if her civilization was scientifically advanced yeah okay um so maybe the fifth dimensional being that gave idru's brother these powers might be somewhere around where her home world was but maybe not perhaps i um well let's see fifth dimensional beings some of them have been in contact with many races and things in your dimension some of them you call eldritch terror sort of creatures. We don't know anybody that's very well-versed in those, I don't think. Your cat's very, very cute, making cute noises. Oh, is he crying again? <laughs> I heard his voice. <laughs> I hear him now. Yeah, he's been whining almost this entire time because <laughs> the door is closed. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um... Go ahead and roll to see if you can remember, like, any sort of, like, eldritch things from Earth. Uh, okay. Uh, what, what kind of a roll would that be? Like, it would be an intelligence, I guess, but, like, do I add any modifier to it? History. History? History. Okay. Like, knowledge, nature, dungeoneering, maybe. Dungeoneering is not a check in the system. Oh, so. right. Whatever. <laughs> um, I guess we'll go with, well, almost all of Abby's intelligence checks are the same so it's just gonna be a flat zero for me uh does anyone else have a better history role that wants to do this let's just all roll see what happens uh, okay i rolled a four so no okay i got an 18 i okay. rolled a net one which oh is fitting because my intelligence modify is minus one so that's zero. Oh boy yes well, at least somebody rolled high. Yes. So, Foxfire, you remember learning about Eldric things. They're basically just a lump sum category of monsters that uh, people don't really have a good explanation for and um, seem to have not only supernatural abilities, but super, like, law, universe law-breaking kind of abilities, sort of like... um. Like mind flares, um, aberrations, uh, fucking what, what, what else? Oh, what other? Bloods, gibbering mouthers, yeah. um, beholders. Yeah. A lot of nasty stuff. Oh, actually, there is one good one flumps. Yeah, flumps. Those are good aberrations, nice aberrations. So do I like. I don't... Hey. Yeah, just start listing them off, I guess? I list those bad boys off. Okay, so anything that we would have called an aberration could have a connection to another great one? Yes. Well, too bad they're all dead. I'm trying to think. Like, I guess Abby kind of racks her brain and thinks if there's anything that was even approaching what we would normally call an aberration that we encountered on this adventure. Mm -hmm. Other than the... I would think maybe the stuff in the plane of pink might count, but Abby wasn't awake for that, so I wouldn't really know about that. You've encountered two. Do we have to go back to Earth two? N no. Do you, do you remember the two that you've encountered? Oh, um, the guy at the Ideas Ikea probably would count. Mm, uh, actually, no. No? Oh. No, no. You would think that someone who would be able to trade intangible concepts would be some variety of fourth or fifth dimensional thing. Yeah, he, he definitely is something of that effect, but he's not, like, Eldrick. Okay. Uh, mm. Well, other than Andrew's brother, who's basically in his... His own entity now. Uh, fuck. Oh, I guess that would be three then. Oh. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Demandrous things. Uh, 
No. And Mander's Sphinx is just a monster, but we also can't, you know, go to him. Is it maybe right. anyone on our crew that we don't know about? I guess... Jim. Jim is undead. No. True. Well, an aberration. Not, not, not Jim. Not Jim. It wouldn't be Jim. It wouldn't be Squall, because Squall's just a sharp person. Well, maybe, maybe her... I don't really know the nature of her arms, or I don't remember it, but I don't think it was Eldritch. Um, the it Mantis Man. It's not Red Eater, I think. Oh, yeah, the Red Eater. What? Strawberry Sunshine. Strawberry is like a fairy, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. We we don't really know anything about the the slug person. Hmm. That'll probably be the closest thing. The slug person also just greatly resembles like an animal creature. Uh, the mantis man, I guess, is probably not um, one. Fang, I don't think is. Fang is more like a dinosaur or something, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, it's a chewy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, chewy's just a pseudo dragon. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, it wouldn't be Rad. Rad's like a just a furry. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's just a furry. Uh, I I don't know if you guys remember it then. Um, well, the first one you encountered was um, Jeff. His name was Jeff from the guy that was guarding the Beholder. Yeah, not not the Beholder, but the um, the servant. Yeah. Mike Wazowski. Yes, yeah, Mike Wazowski. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's dead now, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That one kind of doesn't really count, but uh, kind of. Um, but the other one was the Abolith. The what? The Abolith from Squall's world. Oh right. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But that that's right. dead yeah. now too. Well, it's either dead or it's you know it's part of a memory. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're both dead, so it's kind of lucid. Maybe, maybe there's an aberration here, maybe somewhere in the festival. I mean, there's all sorts of different little alien guys. I'm sure one of them would be considered like an aberration. As you attempt to find an aberration, oh dear, that one doesn't work. And no, no, that one, no, no. Oh, the, it, it's a terrible end, actually. Um, we probably die, don't we? Yeah, it's not. It's not good. It's not good at all. So you can't send us back. We can't easily find somebody that could send us back. What about? I hate hate to say this, but magic. Could there be some sort of magic device or spell that someone here could cast to send us back in time? Hmm. No, there are spells that. Well, I I don't know if I should say that in character for Abby. Again, she's not really very magically inclined. I just know that from meta knowledge for D&D. Yeah, meta knowledge of D&D, there are like time travel spells. But um, for this specific campaign, I'm going to say that magic time travel spells are like heavily regulated. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is, is that pretty much almost every magic time travel spell, meta knowledge wise, doesn't take you very far. It like maybe gives you like a, a an extra minute or so it can't take you back x number of years that we'd have to go mm-hmm. is there a way to like get back into Squall's, Squall's memory i i do not know but um and the thing was kind of trying to kill us so yes uh i see any attempts to do so do not bear fruit you do still know of one that has reality bending powers and Jeff. N- no, the one that uh, Iju's brother is in contact with, or I I am not certain on this one's past. I Iju's brother's past seems very hazy for me. It's not clear cut like every other living creature or any other speck atom molecule in this entire universe. It seems that Iju's brother has been in a lot of contact with a creature such as myself. Hmm. Uh, there's no way for us to con- contact this creature. Not even true Iju's brother. I do not know. Uh, let me try to look into 
This one's past. I am trying to find the strings of time that connect you with this creature. It seems as though the closest that you get to this is when you are in is when you are in the plain of pink, deep within the valleys of it. So we have to venture back into the plane of pink. Yeah. But is there a guaranteed way to contact it when we're there? My vision of that area is very hazy. It, that plane itself might actually be heavily influenced by the fifth dimension or whatever being that is providing that reality-bending magic. It seems that the plane of pink is just entrenched with that sort of magic. I, well, I guess we're taking another hike through the plane of pink, since that seems to be our only option. And what is the plan with that? Yeah, when we're there, how are we able to contact or, like, attempt to contact this creature? Well, I mean, if it's a fifth-dimensional being, it should know that we're coming. And it either, like talks with us or nothing happened oh right i was bringing up the possibility that what if it just avoids one wanted this what if everything's going exactly as planned we go to the point of pink and we can't find it because it doesn't want us to find it i guess we'd just be lost i can't really think of a way to trick someone that knows all all of time i mean i i agree with you but this seems like our only viable option so far. Because uncertainty or, like, certain death. I guess. How are we going to lure this thing out of hiding? I don't really know what fifth dimensional beings want. Look for. Is there an offering or something that maybe we could provide one of your kind that would just draw it to us? Uh, n- no, we we honestly don't desire anything material from lower dimension it's from if i had to make a guess either this is a very malicious sort of fifth dimensional being and most of us are very just indifferent about the third dimension or this is a fifth dimensional being somehow trapped under the control of something else or at least a third-dimensional being who's gotten their hands on something similar to the powers that we have and is under the control of Iju's brother. So if it's under his control, then would it still be able to do anything to help us, or would he still be screwed either way? I'm seeing that any attempts for you to wrestle control out of Iju's brother's grasp are not really working. Um, Do any attempts to meet with this being work? I I don't know. It, my vision on this sort of thing surrounding the magic here is not clear. And also, you haven't really told me your plans on how you would do it. But, um... I feel like there is a way. I think this is our best option. Because every other option that we've tried so far just leads to us failing. But here, like, we could fail, but we could also succeed. Because we're unsure. Maybe. It's just a matter of figuring out how we're going to force entry into the plane of pink. How to contact this thing, get it to listen to us, have it send us back in time, and then have all the tools available to us so we'll be able to do what we need to do. Sounds like you have a lot to prepare for. Yeah, no shit. And it's gotta be here, and we have to be able to get it all within a day and a half. God, this is gonna be the hardest thing any of us ever did. Uh, well... I don't know if there's any other more questions that we can really ring out of you that's going to help us. With our current chorus of uh, plans, are we able to save the universe? With your current chorus of plans, I 
now that you are attempting to travel to a place of uncertainty for me, I cannot tell. Uh, you'll have to give me a moment of meditation, and perhaps I will give you a better answer when I come out. Uh, how long would that take? By your pers perspective, a couple of seconds. Ah. And the tree-like eldritch being starts vibrating, and its whole body starts to play a melodic um, orchestra of uh, sounds. And it sounds very ethereal and lovely and or orchestra-y, and I'm gonna have to fucking bake that in Fruity Loops. That's just gonna be what's gonna happen. Eldritch hold music. <laughs> the, the fucking elevator music. Eldritch elevator music. And it sings a poem. Beware the beast of nine eyes, severed by two by four allies. Trapped in a prison of light, surrounded in endless night. It does what it does, dream of what was. Eight of the past and the one that is last. Two threads weave a tale of time. Now a third around the prime. One question will remain. Will you stand with the thing you fear, or the one of hate and disdain? Find the start of it. Find the heart of it. Well, that's cryptic. Well, I hope you wrote that down. I, I, I wrote it down. Here, let me paste it in Discord. Oh, thank you. But I'm sure we need to go to the Planet Fink now. Yeah. I wish you luck as I believe that is a phrase that you use in this dimension. Uh, yeah, it is. Wait, one last question. Okay. Oh, can I have a pizza roll? You can have a pizza roll, but I do not have a pizza roll. In fact, will I get Will a you pizza eat a pizza roll? roll? Well, I don't know. Do you want to eat a pizza roll? Yes. All this right. pizza roll better not fuck up our whole thing we got going. You will. You will get a pizza roll. Wow. That's <laughs> what I wanted my whole life. I don't even know what pizza is. <laughs> Must be an elf thing. <laughs> so now you know what you need to do. You perhaps don't know the correct path that will lead you to your destination, but you do know where its general direction is. In the direction of pizza rolls. In the direction of pizza rolls, indeed. And then a direction directly away from my father. So yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Um, your future is not set in stone. No one's is. It seems like predestined from a outside perspective, such as myself. But every time you gain more information, you can change that future either for the better or for the worse, but it can change. My last advice for you before I go, the decisions that you make have to be well thought out, deliberate, and the best that you can make at that time. You have to make sure of that. Okay, so don't put me in charge is what you're saying. And do not regret your decisions. Wondering on that past, wondering if those past decisions have led you to a worse fate right now. Will not change that past. You have to keep moving forward. I wish you luck. Farewell. Alright, goodbye. And she feds into the darkness. Oh boy. Welp, we're getting in the thick of it. Yep. Fun times. One failed roll will change everything. <laughs> Yep. I've given you guys a lot to think about. <laughs> and by think about, you mean forget about? <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> but um, things are wrapping up. Um, from, from the listener's perspective, it seems like, oh, hey, halfway through. Uh, and then suddenly, we're going to the end game, y'all. So basically what happened um, off mic, off 
camera, I guess, uh, we all decided, hey, um, this might be a good place to end sesh the entire campaign. We're hitting a uh, tension high. Um, basically, the second half of the campaign would have been a lot of more going into the worlds, learning about these characters, but um that would have taken a really long time and because of the uncertainty of the future um we decided hey you know what we can wrap it up right now uh i'm gonna try my best to make it um coherent because i would have had a lot more time to explain a couple of things so if things seem a little rushed right now for this ending then kind of yeah you guys could probably just ask the crew about their past and they'd tell you about it uh, you wouldn't be able to get any of the sweet bonuses, the sweet items, the um, perks that happen from going into these worlds. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. We're reaching the climax here, kids. Hope you're along for the ride. Climbing axe. The, the climbing axe. I, I hope you're ready for it. I'm going to climb that axe so hard. about time they started making endgame plans. Things are finally falling into place. Next time on Chronicles of Starlight.